Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shall I start things off? Yes, sir. Do you know I had a weird dream that Noel Clark was doing the film adaptation of Grange Hill? Now, I have questions right there off the top of my head. Why on earth are you dreaming about Noel Clark? Okay, because you, know, you know how you can control your dreams and choose what you dream, mate, big man? Oh, wait, you can't fucking do that, can you? Well, I was going to say, if it was good enough for Robert England, I'm sure you'll find a way to get above that. Noel Clark, bruv, really? That makes, that makes no sense, big man. You do realise that, cause big, because Freddy Krueger was a demon who controlled other people's dreams, not his own dreams. You get... Who are you talking Welcome. to? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Fight, fight, <laughs> fight, fight. That wasn't even a, that was even 30 seconds. You're lucky I haven't got Mortal Kombat right now. You're lucky I haven't got Mortal Kombat. Lucky it's like too expensive right now and I would probably buy it and beat your ass on that. It's been a while since you guys have, have done, a, done a match. I'm, I'm, I'm getting he, 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 I was trying to share my experience and he comes up with regression. What the fuck? It's wow. no clock. I know that's your boy, your best friend and whatnot, but you know what I mean? Let's just keep it down. <sighs> yeah, I said it and what? <laughs> Pre-season finale. Welcome to, <laughs> and that's why we're messed up. Raw. Big. What? What's going to you, dude? Are you hungover? Are you okay? Are you sleeping on? Shanta, you know those times when you had snapped a big man? I've defended you. Defended him. Yeah. I was going to say. I've been. I've been. I've been. I've been on his side because you I felt like you. And, okay. All right. Cool. Wow. You have. You oh, have. Oh, so oh, I cool, guess. I guess cool, for next season. Cool. Ain't done change hey, up, right? They're gonna be enough next season. Clay ain't coming. I'm not coming back if he's gonna do that. <laughs> Jesus. You know, you know, I might just go. You know, you know what? See you, you know, once I go. Don't you dare! I need you! I need you! No, come no, back! No, sorry, right, come right. back! Yeah, cool, Say no! Wow, come big, big, big man! I saw you won. I saw you sir. You woke up today and chose. You woke up today and chose violence. Is that what I won? Man, woke up today was like. Today, <laughs> why can't I live? Like, you hey. probably today chose violence. It was just wake up, ping, season finale day. Let's see what uh, happens. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. All right, then. Um, well, welcome to, and that's why we're messed up. Uh, the <laughs> the podcast talking about um, nerdery, geekism, and all in between from a South London postcode. Uh, usually, I have next to me my, my brother, uh, Instant mm. Classic. Mm. He, 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 <laughs> I, on the other side of me, I have the trifling bitch. That's you on the other side. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> big the bitch. trifling big man. Welcome to the season finale. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Come to me like, like, like it's important. Talking to him like it's like, oh. 
fine. Weirdly, I'm trying, trying to get online, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's oh, like, bruh, but it's, it's, no, like, it's not right. It's not right. No, it's not it's right. No, he's, he's not right, and he's not okay. But okay. No, no you know what I mean. Chill, man. Look. No, 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 Oh my god! So you sound like pathetic. Big man coming like Jai Courtney. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Um. On that note, today I have the helm, so I would like to talk about. <laughs> well, bitch, obviously yeah? it's clearly beef. Beef is what we're going to talk a about. Big man's today. a big old Jai Courtney loving. Scott Eastwood looking, Sam <laughs> Robinson loving, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. We yeah? can bring it. You see, I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's what you sound like. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Okay, boys. Mm-hmm. Boys. Yes. Assemble and chill. Okay. Fine. Thank you very much. Uh, today. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay, Bradley. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> After that rowdy start, we're going to continue on a, on a rowdy subject matter, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about why, in my humble opinion, um, this film is a perfect representation at a perfect time of British gangsterism. The thing with uh, with this is that. A lot of times we talk about gangster films, it's always the same ones that get brought up. You know, it's the the mafia films, it's the Godfather, you know, Goodfellas, etc., etc. And I've got to pay some art for them, but I do feel like those films have kind of been killed by Sopranos. However, I don't always feel like there's enough of other kind of uh, other environments that show these these kind of things. And one of the films that I personally love is a little film from 1998 called Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> lock, Stock, the fucking lot. Amen. Um, to me, it's it's pretty much, I've got to say, it's rough around the edges right now. So people, the homework starts from now. People do not know what on earth I'm talking about. You don't know about Guy Ritchie's debut film, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. If you've never seen it, um, I beg you pause. I beg you go and find the uncut, the director's cut, not the original cut, the director's cut of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and give that a watch and then start playing us again. For those who haven't seen that version, I beg you find that. And for those who have, just buckle in. Um, in my humble opinion, I think that's almost, it's, almost a, it's a rough movie, but I think it's almost a perfect movie. What do you guys think? You want to go first, bro? Uh, no, you go for it, man. Oh, so polite. Shut up! That's a big one! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thinking of Lockstock, even now, it's funny enough you should say, it's still a class film. It's, it's actually one of those films that could be, could become a quote along. There are so many one-liners. I mean, Mr. Rory Breaker, one of my favourite characters, straight away. Any man that can set a man on fire just for watching a football match, brilliant. I'm just laughing. It still ranks highly. It's for me probably, in fact, scratch that. That is actually my personal favorite Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, it is actually. It's one. It's. I mean, I think the thing is, is that a lot of times when you talk about British gangster movies, are a, 
a weird breed because you've got the usual suspects. You've got Brighton Rock, Italian Job, Get Carter, and Long Good Friday mm. and Sexy Beast, right? And performance. And I think it's because, like, the American Mafia thing is quite easy to explain away. There's this, this, that, blah, blah, blah. You've got the Godfather, saw that. Whereas the British, the, the British stuff is quiet, has a lot of other elements that feed into it. You start to go off into football hooliganism. You start to go off into dodgy stuff to do with property, like in Layer Cake and Rock and Roller. So the landscape is very different. And I think it needs to be, and plus you get, you, you get other things like um, adulthood, kid adulthood. I'm sorry, bruv, I'm sorry, but they do exist. Um, and those things, that, those parts of the culture that aren't really shown, because it's very much that American, you know, Scarface or Godfather or Once Upon a Time in America or Goodfellas. I like the fact that there, there's a time that there's now you can see more things like Infernal Affairs or City of God, which is one of my absolute favourite movies, or like Gomorrah, which shows it's like there's there's more to and like Eastern Promises as well, showing the end of one and the beginning of another or the way that that juxtaposed. But Lockstock is just. A, has an absolute as a place in my heart not the way it's filmed because it look the cast is a madness because if you say the cast of Lockstock, you go there's always a wait what moment right so you're like oh, okay you now jason fleming and you know dexter fletcher sting sorry what hmm? yeah what uh, okay yeah we're gonna get sting uh uh finney jones what uh, see see when it comes okay. to, see when it comes to finney jones now for the longest time, I mean, for the longest time, I forgot he's a footballer. Yeah, you completely forget. About I forget now. Yeah, because yeah, like, it's funny because I remember I was still working in um, working in the cinema in Odin Stratham, and um, we got we got Mean Machine, and I was um, it was I was I was on that film that day, and I was watching it, and I was like, oh, well, them actually got must have done some lot of training because they're all really good, and I was like, oh, Billy Jones actually got some skills, and I was like, hmm, like, wait a minute. Wimbledon for how many years? A bloody Welsh international. Of course, he's a footballer. Um, that literally just went over my head it goes over my head now because now i just see him as an actor he's just yeah he's like, i do it's like because like he's like i mean he's gone on from what from the lock stock snatch to uh, like being in the arrowverse to doing multiple films in america where he lives now it's like yeah it's just like it's just it's just it's just it's just, it's, it's just weird to me now that's how my, that's my mentality is because obviously the first time i ever saw Vinnie jones was on the football pitch punching someone yeah <laughs> that's the i've got to say that's the thing i, I the thing I love about, one of the main things I love about, about uh, Lockstock is the arcs of how it goes. And it almost feels like, I don't know about how you guys feel about this, but it almost feels like the introduction of guns is where everything gets to be a pain in the butt. Mm. <laughs> a pain in the ass. And essentially, I mean, I never thought I'd see a movie where someone gets beaten to death with a 10-inch rubber cock, which literally <laughs> does happen in the first half an hour. <laughs> and I think it's, it's that insidiousness of like the british gangster that is just and it's still it's it shows the weird things like the fact of like when barry's sorting out the deal it's this whole thing about you know they're in a strip club they're trying to organize the deal guns like guns are fire shots and then the whole thing are like fucking northern monkeys solids, berries. <laughs> now for us we're laughing our ass off because we get it. Whereas others are like, is that a thing? It's like, yes, yes, the North-South divide is a thing. And I think I like the fact that the cast is just so, 
it's so very London, and the fact that I can I walk through a lot a lot of that area to this day, and still like that's that bit in Lockstock, that's that bit in Lockstock. Even though it's been gentrified, I'm still like that's that piece, that's that bit. And can we give applause to Stafe? Because that's oh. where Stafe started out, and Stafe's a bad man. Do you know what? He didn't start. He didn't start from lots of. The first thing, the first thing I ever saw Stafe in, the first thing I can legitimately say I saw him in catalog. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even making that because I, for a lot, I remember, I remember you showed me lots of two smoking barrels, and for, I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my head. I didn't, I've seen him in something before, and I couldn't think. But obviously, that was his first real film, so I don't know why where I saw him. And then, lo and behold, helping to clear out Grant's place one day, I find I find a catalog, and it's him. He's in the bloody catalog, like an old school bloody model. Like he could, because he's obviously he was, once upon a time he used to be a model. He did, he did. And he was, he, he did catalogs. I was like, holy crap, Stephen, holy crap. That's <laughs> where he came from, mate. Look him trying to like model those speedos, bless him. <laughs> One of my most enjoyable cusses is the fact that um, to this day, Jason Stephen cusses, um, cusses Guy Ritchie about the lack of biscuit options on the set of <laughs> Lockstock versus Snatch. Mm. Honestly, if there's ever more of a British argument that I've seen in my life, it's that argument. I think it's on YouTube. I'll see if I can find uh, the thing and I'll, I'll link it in the references. But the cussing, we're just like, just he's flipping, not even like nice bourbons, you know? And I'm like, this is the thing was like, I was vexed for years. And I was like, <laughs> it's a declaration of war. It's like, rich tea. Rich tea. Love, love it's like, rich tea. And I was like, okay, oh, oh, okay. Not eat. I was like, okay, okay, okay I get it. I, mean, I love look, it. Don't miss the biscuit game, man. That's in the port. That's, that's, that's some, that's some fighting game. shit. That's some fighting shit. The biscuit shit, game, in, yeah, it's like, you, you can't, you can't, you can't rock up with them, oh, you know, them pink wafers. That's a declaration of war, isn't it, really? <laughs> I hate those fucking biscuits. I oh, I hate them so much. Like, they're still around. I haven't seen them in a long time. They're still around. You can never I kill evil. You. I'm going to say, wow. <laughs> you can never kill true evil. They always, they always appears. Sounds like a tagline for the pink wafer. You can never kill true evil. Available seventy nine p. Your local corner <laughs> shop. A <laughs> uh, funny thing is that um, Kim Newman, uh, you know, uh, a reviewer I do often expect uh, respect. Sometimes I my views don't align with his, but I do like Kim Newman uh, for Empire. He said that he called the music mix unusual. I would call it a slice of London. And I think mm. for the time, because I think, especially around that time, you know, we'd already had, we'd already had um, Reservoir Dogs and Tarantino's really uncanny ability to really score a movie. So I think that became kind of like, that's what you wanted to aspire to. Whereas I feel like the, the soundtrack of Lockstock is very UK. So you, you will get Robbie Williams and you will get Scar and you will get, Sutton grimy and you will get a bit of garage and you will get a bit of jungle and it's like that's literally London mm, I totally agree with that but so I think I think to the untrained ear who's not who's not used to how it flows like for example Tarantino, Tarantino on a soundtrack it tells a really good story I think one of his best soundtracks is Jackie Brown it tells a wonderful story. You know, he, his ear is brilliant. You know, that's what that's one of the few things I, I can't touch Tarantino for is um, putting together the music of his movies. They are absolutely fantastic. But I think to do that, to to, to add that same quality to the Guy Ritchie stuff is, isn't the same thing. I think Guy Ritchie has a very London ear and a very British ear. 
Um, and also, this man can film an action scene. From the very beginning, he can he can film really good action scenes. The the film feels if it, like don't get me wrong, there are a lot of places where it's a bit rough and what have you. But even the very beginning scene where they're on where they're on the run, where they just you know running running bacon closets, right? When you first have that scene, it's 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 not settled because it's almost like it is a hustle. You are on the street corner; it's a bit cold. You're you're watching this stupidness, and then you watch that little bit where they slow it down and they come down the stairs, show throwing their stuff. That's a nice little scene, but the scene that I think is shows Guy Ritchie's ability as a director is when they get drunk mm. in the bar and they're just mucking about and doing, and you get this wonderful juxtaposition of these cut shots, these scenes, the way it's bleached. I just think it looked so good. And then to follow that up with the, with the scene in Snatch with uh, with uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, for the um, for the bare knuckle bare knuckle oh, fight. Oh, that was awesome! Like, that was oh, like, you, absolutely you, you, brilliant. I gotta say, you do you see the um, the evolution in trail of that because obviously from Lockstock to Snatch, then to like the fight scenes in in Sherlock, bloody hell! The yeah. because like yeah, second to none those fight scenes they were done so bloody well and filmed beautifully. But like, um, I'm gonna say something controversial when it comes to like um, when it comes to his films. I prefer Snatch over Lockstock. Really? Yeah. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. I think my one is thank is mainly because of um Lenny and Robbie G. They are hilarious in the snack. Yeah, because yeah. like, I think And you know what? You know hmm. what? Sorry as well to, to back you on that point. One thing I like, you know what? That's Blackwood smacks it mm. in uh Lockstock. You know, Lenny James and uh Robbie G smack it. But Ain't no end bombing having to be done. Mm. Yeah, spot on. Mm, definitely. That's it. That, that's, that's the thing, both of them. I love Snatch. Don't get me wrong. I do love Snatch because it's just a, it's, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. But I've got a place in my heart, a special place in my heart for Lockstock. And, you know, the most anyone comes to say anything against, uh, you know, Rory Breaker today, my name is Mr. Breaker, right? Mm. Is the Mad Midget. That's the closest they come. And also, big up to Danny John Jules as Barfly Jack. Yeah. In in Lockstock, no one has to say as to M bomb or anything because it's like we all that is the least of our worries right about now. That's that's not what's what it's about. And in Snatch, the only thing said derogatory in that thing is is basically against uh, the traveling community. Yeah. Everybody else, because it's like it's not necessary. And the only other worst thing is I hate a grass. Mm-hmm. the pigs are all that's it because like that's that's it when because it's like that's how it kind of works in the london context not saying it's a utopia but there isn't a need for that yeah there's no need to just be disparaging on that level the only one who probably gets it first is greek is um is nick the greek mm-hmm. well yeah, he gets cussed when they get he gets cussed <laughs> yeah. but then i mean <laughs> And when he says this white shite steals my things and tries to sell it back to me, that is a joke. <laughs> but delivery. And also, just want to remind you guys, do you guys remember the hire? Oh, as in oh, as in um Clive um Clive Owen, the hire. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw it on the DVD at home. Well, oh, that's yeah, so home. Do, do you remember the Guy Ritchie one? Yes, with Madonna in the back seat, yeah, the yeah, client the, the, the was... client. I think yeah. it's called, yeah. Or the star or something. Well, the star, I said it was the star, it was the yeah. star. Even that was like, okay, this is somebody who really can film action. Mm. 
in a very tight and controlled space and could just deliver it well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And even though like, I loved the Sherlock fight scene in the first Sherlock, what smacks that is um, the, in the, the second Sherlock the, 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 in the, the forest. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the gun on scene, that's so good. That is absolutely one of my favourite scenes. It's shot well and mm. the sound editing on that is Ooh. absolutely cream. I don't want to hear that Guy Ritchie can't direct. Mm. I like the fact that he will take a chance. Some of his stuff I don't like. I'll be honest. Some of his stuff just isn't up. But I appreciate what he's trying to do. Looking at you, Revolver. Looking at you. Oh. I can hear Clint. He's like, he's like, he's like, I can hear him cringing. No, no, no. It's cringing. No, no, I hear, I hear no, him no, distance. No, no. <laughs> if you look at, I'm only going to say it once because it's kind of like if I say it three times, he'll appear with a dissertation as to why Revolver is an excellent film. That's twice now. I can't say it a third time because he will appear here magically and I don't want him to. Uh, my husband loves that movie that I'm not going to say anymore. Um, I get why I have listened to the three hour rant because no one else needs to hear the three hour rant. Um, and he has some great points and it looks beautiful. I just don't, I'm, it's just not my thing, but I can see what he was trying to do. I think I, I like the fact that Guy Ritchie takes chances and even if it does work or doesn't work, he still tries to think. See the thing is I've, I think all the Guy Ritchie films I have seen, I genuinely like, there's not, Cause I still haven't seen the gentleman, and I still haven't seen um I still haven't seen them um, revolver because because I don't want to, and I still haven't seen King Arthur. But, oh, lots uh, of stuff smoking Excaliburs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one I haven't seen that one yet. But like I, I obviously I love lots of Snatch, love the Sherlock films, love Aladdin because one I'm a big Disney fan, and Aladdin's my favorite film, and I thought he did a fucking good job with Aladdin. I don't not, yeah. like. I thought, if, yeah, he, so he can do, he can do he can do musicals. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pretty diverse director. Let's be honest, right there. But yeah, um, Matt Uncle was quite fun. I mean, anyone. I still haven't seen that either. Actually, I do want to see that. Um. Also, I haven't seen. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about the new film, The Wrath of Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know? I've that. I have to. I think. I'm, I'm pretty, I, think I'm, I think I've got that to watch. I do want to watch because it's stay for me. That surprisingly impressed me. Yeah. That's a very good film. Yeah. What's Stafe like? You're Stafe. What do you expect? I bet. Stafe being Stafe. That's exactly pretty yeah. much all you need. You need that's to what, know. That's, that's all I want to hear. You know. See, you, yes. you, it feels reassuring just to yeah. hear that Stafe because it's like, oh, that's can I just say one of the best things to come out of um out of Guy Ritchie's um like filmography was Stafe? Can I just say that because like he like Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Also, uh, Nick Fleming. I do have to give it to Nick Fleming as well. Oh, Nick, yeah, he's brilliant. I'm I'd re- I, 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 if I'm honest, Stephen is like the top choice. Yes, best thing. But also... One, he kept my love for Dexter Fletcher going from press gang days. Oh, which is no mean feat. Dexter, yeah. and Jason Fleming, and all, I just see because whenever I see them, I feel that I feel comforted when I see any of the original Lockstock guys. I just feel comfort. I, I feel think, warm. I think I've all. I, I think I've basically met most of the bloody cast except for Statham. I think I've met all of them in some way, shape, or form. Thanks to the mic. Yeah, I've met. I've met. I've met Jason Fleming. I've I've met him twice. I've met, Dan- twice. I, I've met Danny John Jules. <laughs> I've, met, I've met him twice. Um, I've met Vaz Blackwood. Um, to be fair, you, at one point in the end, you couldn't move without seeing Vaz Blackwood somewhere. So, <laughs> big up every time. Um, yeah, but, but um... I feel comforted. You know what? I feel like like how I used to feel when I used to watch a Stephen Summers film and what's his name will always turn up. Oh, um, um, Fandushi. Yeah. Yeah. Even that's not his name, but we know who we're talking Fandushi, about. Bandushi, Bandushi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm like, oh, okay, I feel this could be all right. Um, but I feel comforted. Same way how for any, any of the original gang, I just feel like, yeah. See, see things with, um, but see with Statham though, I always thought he was going, his career was going to end after one film I saw. And I was, I was so, I was so afraid for him, and I was like, oh no, don't let this be the end for him. What, the Meg? Oh fuck no, the Meg's awesome. How dare, how dare you? <laughs> okay, oh, okay, 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 please no. The Meg. Where else can you see? Where else can you see? Where else can you see? Go hand to hand with a shark. Wow, Jason. Jason, we love you. Okay, okay, what, okay, what, okay, what, 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 if you don't know, his ex-girlfriend was a piece of shit. So yeah, um, bun her forever. Um, sorry, continue. What, what yeah. was the film? The one. Oh, Ooh. because it, it's, it was because of that accent. When I kept hearing that accent, he put you try to put on. I was like, his career's over. But then he came out with transport, and I knew everything was going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then you know what? That reminds me of 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 the of the, of the Rock did that as well. There's a film that wrote it. I was like, oh no, oh no, please. please. Uh, no, oh, I... I know it was. It was um, it was um, South South Southland Tales. Tales. Southland Tales. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh no, no. Yeah. A lot, I was like, no. Yeah. A lot, oh god. A lot of people. A lot of people didn't survive that. I, I I can like. I think he was the only one that actually came out okay. Actually, him and. Hello. No, it's just him. Come to think of it, because no, him, no, him, William... no, him, and Kevin, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith got out of there okay. <laughs> But that yeah, was, that, be cool. I'm surprised he. I'm surprised he. I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised how he turned that around. Be cool, because he couldn't. Oh, it was close. But I was like, the self parody was amazing, mm. and he turned it around. But it was close. Saffron tells and be cool were close for the rock. I still love be cool. I'm sorry, be, be cool, cool was alright. Yeah, it, 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 but it was alright. No, it, it was. It was no. It was. It was not. It really was not good choice. <laughs> Anyway, moving moving swiftly onwards. Yeah, the one that dodgy. What what accent was he trying to was he trying to American. achieve? Bless him. Oh. 
But you know, I'm just laughing to myself now because when you mention lock stock, you have to think for those that remember and those that don't know, a major song came out of that film for years. Even now, you can go into a club and you hear the words, I've been shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop, please, but everyone stop getting shot, 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 shot. shot, shot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the Oxide and Neutrino making that song and everyone going mad for it. And even now, it all gets played. Oxide and Neutrino, that's the name I haven't heard for a bloody long time. In it, <laughs> that's just my age right there. Oh, God. Oof. 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 Let's not go there. Casualty, man. What the hell? Oh, God. That's why. I said let's not go there. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I think I just I think the thing I like about Lockstock is that is that there are elements of because I remember the bit where um, there's a car crash and you think it's going to turn into a, a bit of a like, oh, this got serious really quickly. I don't want to go there. And it doesn't. And then Vinnie, got, Vinnie Jones gets to be proper mm. bad Vinnie Jones because he's been I think we've been waiting for that the whole movie, especially if like you used to you know basically Vinny back in the day on the pitch <laughs> even I who was not a football fan knew you, you didn't really cross him because he would not you like quite literally he would mess you up and I think for the whole time you're watching it you're watching Lockstock you're waiting for that moment is he gonna go off because he doesn't he doesn't for a long time he's just like he doesn't and then he does and you're like oh oh and then you're thinking something's happened that there could be a death there isn't i love that turnaround and then he just and then he just he just like come on and then he just gets some of it you're like yeah Vinny, this is this is why i i enjoy you this, i think from then it was like i can enjoy watching Vinny jones for a long time on the camera because mm. he just had that the way of slipping into being polite into being funny and into being an absolute nut job the juggernaut bitch oh. i'm the juggernaut bitch <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because like I always, I always remember well, I think it was after the lockdown where he just he was just everywhere he was in like he was in um, obviously went to do Snatch then it was Gone in yeah. 60 Seconds then it was Swordfish then there was that um, Midnight Meat Train and then yeah. like even like even like now he's still doing like he's, 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 doing, he's doing a lot of the video streaming run and it's like I'm glad because like the fact that he's still consistently getting work just makes me happy it just makes me happy because I just because I always because I from everything I've heard about Vinnie Jones, like on the set of, of most films, like he's just a lovely person. Like to yeah. the point where um I think Guy Ritchie was saying that obviously when they were when they were uh, when they started doing the Lockstock, um Lockstock, they, they none of most actors and most of the cast didn't really well, most of the actors and producers and even himself didn't really have much money going for them. So a lot of times yeah. they were just sleeping at Vinny's Vinny's house and Vinny would just give him money, not asking for it back. Just say, yeah, because like you forget that he was a world class footballer. So you know he would be yeah. given he'd be like, Yeah, just 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 sleep on my sleep on my couch, it's fine, you can sleep in my one bedroom, it's all good, you know. Like just it just goes to show that, you know, that he was just a lovely, lovely human being. It was just it, which is which is not which is always nice to hear when you see someone that mean and scary in real life and then he's like, Oh, he's he's a he's a teddy bear really. <laughs> But that's that's the mad thing is that like if you think about on Lockstock because um what's his name um Len McLean was a real life bare knuckle bo- who had like a oh, life um, of the daddy I mean, yeah the daddy who's the daddy and it's like 
everyone was like, Len was so nice. Len was so lovely. Len was so great. He was so... De- and, you know, like a lot of the... Some of the, the main villains in Lockstock, we've seen coming up, mm. playing villains or being dodgy or what have you. And everyone was like, they're just lovely people. And then Sting, which just makes... Honestly, Sting being in it, because he... And he always just acts pissed off. He's you always feel like... Constantly yeah. screwed just like... <laughs> yourself you know like everything but then he's like excuse me and you're like yeah don't mess with don't mess with him because there's something beneath the surface mm. and i like that that's the similar intention beneath the surface that that is there with a lot i think that's actually, that's actually a kind of um it's a theme with a lot of other uk uh gangster movies like i think of like sexy beasts it's another one like that. It's always this tension simmering beneath the surface of how bad this stuff can be or how bad it can get. And I think of like Long Good Friday. You know, I always say to people, I mean, I think sometimes the UK gets a bit of kind of, it's a bit all like Lavender Hill mob quite funny. And even the Italian job has a, a lot of humour and there is humour there. But we have some absolutely really blinding movies that kind of, really show what it's like and that mixture and mishmash of people on this island who are working together in criminality it's it's a very different feel to the mafia stuff very very different and sinister thinking of eastern promises immediately did i ever tell you um steve met ronnie craig no yeah shut up ronnie 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 was the gay one right wasn't reggie I always, can't always get those two, yeah. The, the, the last, the last one to pass away, basically. Yeah. So like, really? um, yeah, like he was saying, like, what was this when we were still working together? So for those who don't know, um, Steve was, uh, Steve is, uh, was my manager when I used to work at Forbidden Planet, and mm. uh, we got along on fine. We had a lot of film, same like same taste when film stuff like that, and um, we were talking, we were talking about, I think we were talking about legends at the time, um, the, um, the Tom oh, the, Hardy uh, the version Tom Hardy. of the Craig yeah. story. And he was talking to me about telling about his story where he went to get his book signed um, by um, by Ronnie uh, Ronnie or Reg. I keep I get I get them confused. One, one of the craze. Let's say the gay one, the gay one in um, uh, the gay craze. So he was, he was still in, he was in um, he was in that that, that famous uh, mental prison, a uh, uh, mental war, uh, uh, for the mental. That's it. That's the one. Thank you. He was in there. Mm-hmm. So like he had his friend who kept going on like he knew the craze and blah blah blah. And, and Steve didn't believe me. He goes like, all right. And, and Steve was like, all right. And take me to him. Take, take me to meet him one day. He goes like, yeah, I will, will, will. And then like for 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 ages and ages, the guy was saying, was so I was like, yeah, I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you one day. I'll take you one day. Blah blah blah. So obviously Steve's like at this point is like, yeah, it's complete bullshit. Then one day, the guy goes to him. Goes like, all right. Um, are you free this day? He was like, oh, yeah. All right. We're gonna go there now. We're gonna go there then around then. He was like, all right. He was like. Okay, cool. So Steve brought his book, got it, but said, and I, um, but then like the mate, his mate said, don't show him the book. He's like, and Steve's like, why? Because he hate because no, they had they had another brother who wasn't obviously that wasn't a part of the yes. twins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he hated they hated each other in real life. Oh, like, really hate each okay. other. And he was like, worried that it would set him off. Blah blah blah. He's like, yeah, don't show him. Blah blah blah. But obviously, Steve had the book. But he had to, he had to get signed in when he went into when he went into the into the prison. Yeah. So um. They go, they go and meet him, and yeah, and like she was like, yeah, shit, it's right, it's it's, it's him, it's really sitting there right there, like in like 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 just really, just calm, normal, but like he was just, you could tell, but he was intimidating, but not like, but not on purpose, if you get what I mean. He just he had that aura yeah, of just being. It's not aura about him. Yeah. So um, 
you know, but apparently Steve was like, like, it was absolutely lovely. He goes, like, oh, I heard you, had, heard you had a book. Do you want me to sign it? And Steve was like, oh, uh. And he was like, and before he could say anything, he snatched it out of Steve's hand and he looked and he saw that his brother, oh, is that my brother? And he goes, like, yeah. and Steve was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, like, absolutely loved him. I miss, my, I miss, I miss all my brothers. They were, they were lovely. And it was like, you were like, oh. And he just signed it for him right there. And then he goes like, Steve, you don't mind. If you don't mind sitting over there, um, uh, me and mate got to, got to talk about a few things. It's like, all right, yeah, it's no problem. So Steve let, like, went to the table and just waited for them to talk talk business. And he was just yeah. like, standing, he's like sitting around in this, in this, um, in this, in this, in this prison area, oh, waiting oh, area, oh, and just oh literally God. just around. But I was just like, bloody hell, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds amazing at the same time, bloody mm. hell. But yeah, he, he met one of the greys and got him, got him to sign his book. Wow. That is a... That's amazing mm. and weird. Mm. I think that's a. I think a lot. I think we sometimes don't like. We forget like this stuff is like. No, that's that's the other day. Or like we are cl- in terms of time, it's closer than we think. Mm. That's why I do feel like sometimes some of the black and white photos should be made color, because yeah. I think in making them color, you go, oh, it actually isn't as far away as we think. Was he making black and white? Like a lot of the imagery I see of the west of the East End, I'm like. Colorize it, and you'll see that it's just like that's there, that's that, and that's that. It's a, it's alive. I feel like it's more, I'm not close to us, I guess, but it's interesting. But apparently, though, um, with Ronnie and Reggie Cray, their mother was was serious. Like she ran things. Yeah, that's a story I would love to hear. Yeah, they never, they never, they, they never crossed them. They always listen to their mom. <laughs> but she, like she, she was a gangster in her own right, apparently. Mm-hmm. Not and surprised. a lot of that stuff that they, they did that was basically handed from her because she just ran things down there. And that's why I think sometimes when you take it out of out of the UK, like the the, um, the setting matters because obviously it's a case of you've got after the Blitz, how things worked, and that's why that criminality could rise. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you take it out, it, it changes it into something else. It's why, for example, I keep coming back to why Infernal Affairs works better to me than Departed. Infernal Affairs works better because the whole thing of the British relief left Hong Kong and left the vacuum. And then you've got to deal with the gangs in that context. So it makes it for a much more compelling story, especially if you understand the impact of the British leaving and the plans that have been set up as a, around that, it makes Infernal Affairs far more compelling than Departed. But I recognise that I am biased about Club Departed is not my favourite. Infernal Affairs is. Mm, definitely. But, um, we look great films, though. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great films. It's just that I think I like the fact that I live in... I live in a world and environment where I can look beyond the American stuff. That's kind of mm. why we do this podcast is it's kind of to show that there are other things that like City of God does not translate to Brixton. It belongs in about? the favelas. <laughs> talking about? A... I, could, I could pitch City of God in, in, in Electric Avenue. What are you talking about? <laughs> but um, like City of God is amazing. And it's a story that couldn't have been told at another time because the audience wouldn't be open to it. Now I feel like the more that we're seeing stuff with like 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 Gomorrah and I, I really do cannot impress upon people listen to us check check out these check out other things other than the Godfather yeah the Godfather is fantastic one and two in particular yeah fantastic once upon a time in America fantastic Goodfellas Saint Garface yeah but look further because there's more interesting stories to be told that and they are infused 
in that environment that makes something so much more compelling and so much more interesting. And yeah, that's kind of why we, why we do what we do. I want to tell a story and tell us and say, you know, about these things from our point of view over here in the UK. Very true. And I also like to recommend uh, Gangs of London. That's that, that's that series done by um, Gareth Edwards, what? Right? Yeah. I keep hearing that. Yeah, keep, the fights are basically on level. Sorry. Yeah, just to cut you, brother. But uh, to say, is it good? When Sky Atlantic showed episode one, I remember this, it was a Thursday night, it was 9 p.m. By the time it was finished, and that was 10.40, they said the rest of the series was on. That's what I needed to hear. I blitzed the whole series in one night. It is that good. I recommend it to anyone to watch it. Beyond violent, yes. I mean, if you've seen The Raid, you know where I'm going with this. But it is amazing. I recommend anyone to watch it. Unbelievable. You are hooked from the get-go. Hey. Hmm. It's good to... Hmm. Good to know. Thank you very much. So, this is our season finale. Yeah, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. Wow, bruv. Of course he will be back. Don't talk for me, big man! (laughs) I could not have done any of this without both of y'all next to me. And I would implore that both of y'all come next next to me for season two. Because I feel like there's so much more that we could do, talk about. I feel like hopefully with a lot of people behind us that we could start to do some new and interesting things, maybe. I've got some ideas, but... I have to take this moment right now to say absolutely thank you to my little big brothers. Um, Bruv, I literally could not have done this without you at all. This was just an idea that I had that we could sit down and do what we do anyway and do it to a wider audience. So thank you. Big man, same. I just, yeah, we need to cuss you and uh, keep that flow going. And this has been a journey. I had honestly up front, um, I would have been happy if 500 people downloaded this and listened and was like, hey, that's cool. But the fact that thousands of you have done it, honestly, I just, I'm gobsmacked and I'm really grateful. And I just want to keep doing this and putting out more stuff out there for you to listen to, laugh along with and get in contact. I know you can. And the truth is, is the more we can do more if more of you get in contact with us, either by email or by Instagram, what have you. But there's some stuff I'd love to do to engage with you guys. But you know what? Thank you very, very much from all over the world, from Nigeria, Canada, the US, France, Sweden, all everywhere, Australia, New Zealand, that have all like logged in, downloaded, had a laugh and left a comment. I really can't thank you enough. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, we believe it. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. And we definitely will be back. And I can promise you this. If that means I have to buy Mortal Kombat for you, bro, just to beat your ass, just because I mentioned no clock, by all means, I will do it. Okay, uh, bro. You all right there? Good? Hey, hey, big guy. Sun's getting real low. This is why no one loves you, big man. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, fine. I might love him a little bit, but when this bitch acts like a bitch, (laughs) you're like, you're fucking Terry Crews. Wow. 
on that note, um, we will be taking a break. Uh, we will aim to be back. Fucking face. We 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 will probably put out some content during our hiatus. Probably a rerun of some of our popular episodes. Yeah, and big just stank face. Wow. All right. Okay. Can I just go for this a little bit, please? Thank you very much. Do you have anything yeah. to say, Bob, as well, other than that about you know the journey it's been for you? It has been a pleasure, an experience. I've delivered new skills thanks to this, and I could not have done this without any of you. Maybe Big Man. I could have done without Big Man, actually, because he doesn't really bring much to the table, but it's all good. That is true. <laughs> oh, damn it! No! <laughs> I don't mean it! Don't... Oh, fuck. You ruined everything, man! But in all, in, in all, in, in, yeah, on a serious note, it's been an absolute joy to do this. It's been nice to actually do something that I love with the people I love. And big man. I love you too, bro. It's all Shut good. up, bitch. Wow. Okay, Juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been it's been it's been an absolute joy. It's been um Yeah. I look forward to season two. Okay. Look out for a season two trailer. Probably gonna drop uh, you know, next couple of weeks or so, but we're gonna take a bit of a break, recharge our batteries and get some stuff together before we come back for season two. Ooh. And that's why we messed up the podcast. Bruv, what's your socials? You can find me on YouTube under Instant Classic Gaming. And you can also find me on TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram under Instant Classic underscore Gaming. Big man, what's your socials then? I'm sorry. You can find me on Twitter at War3782 and on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Roberts underscore V1. I guess you remember this time. Good job. Well done, well done. If you want to get in contact with me, you can email at sentjudesavengers at gmail.com or on Instagram at messeduppod or on Twitter and messed. So once again, thank you so much and stay safe and we'll see you for season two. Stay safe, everyone. Later, peace. Bye. Bye. Peace out. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music. <laughs>